Ramblers is your one-stop destination for everything CSU sports related. I'm Caleb Allen. And I'm Austin Martin. We're going to bring you the latest updates, insightful commentary, and behind-the-scenes stories that keep you connected to the Rams' athletic endeavors. To listen to other episodes, you can go to kcsufm.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Ramblers airs live every Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m. on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. This is a pre-recorded episode. studios a week ago uh we were the last show at kcsu for uh the power outage we're right back it seems like just yesterday we reset everything and you know csu sports were just getting underway Austin. i know and it, it it's crazy like the anticipation going into that that you know week where we had everything going on and then now it's like all that happened and we're here and it's just rolling dude yeah, it, it flies by quick. And Max, you didn't join us last week, but uh, your first week of classes went like, uh, finish the sentence. Slow. Really, really, really slow. <laughs> I feel like we're already two weeks down. I mean, tomorrow's the, Friday. The weeks have gone by, but the classes have been very slow. I mean, I'm, I got online classes, so I got, I'm, I'm, uh, not, I'm not to worry about times. Yeah. I'm not yeah, like that's serious. fair. That's like not even. I need those online classes. I'm not a real student. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell my parents that. But, uh, hey, I mean, I imagine the time has flown by a lot because of uh, what's going on here with uh, CSU Athletics. And last time we talked, this Rams soccer program coming off of a uh, 3-0 win the Sunday before school kicked off. Well, guess what? They have still yet to allow a goal in the last two matchups. Played Cal Baptist on Sunday. It was a 1-0 win, and Olivia Fouts scored her third goal in three matches. Yeah, Olivia Fouts just crushing yeah. it. Like she's a uh, she's the backbone of this offense for the women's soccer team. Very exciting too, because getting some offense going, get some scoring, and our defense is holding out. If she's doing her thing, we're probably going to win those games. Yeah, and Max, I mean, Olivia Fout from Auburn transfers in as a sophomore. And just immediately jumps in the role. I mean, that can't be super easy to do as a, a newcomer on a team to jump in and make an impact felt like that. Oh, no, and it, it never is. And it's it's great to honestly see transfers succeeding. And uh, what I think is more of a fairly, uh, like a fairly new way to try and succeed in college sports is going through that transfer portal. And when you see a transfer like that, you know, immediately have success with three goals in the past four games, you know, you – you hope that you see other transfers seeing us and looking and seeing that CSU could be a viable spot for them to land. Well, I can tell you I've, I've got a real good close look at this soccer team to this point in the season. they got a lot of young talent too. Uh, so, I mean, you get the win on Sunday on the road in California. They've just hosted a game. That one wrapped up like an hour ago against the University of Missouri-Kansas City. And a 1-0 win and freshman Mia Casey fires one in the second half freshman and i'm telling you this lady is absolutely bonkers i think you know when you know you look at her three years from now and she's you know as a senior leading this team i think she's going to do exactly that and that's lead this team yeah and we're going to be 
down the road, you might be gone or something. Me, me and Max are going to be holding it down, and we're going to be sitting here. Like, I remember when we were talking about Mia Casey's first goal. And, like, later on, she's going to – I think she's going to have a very healthy career, strong start. Congrats, too. That That's always a – the first one's always the toughest one. Yeah, you know, you, and it's a game winner, by the way. Yeah. 1-0. Yeah. What better way to get your first collegiate goal than a game winner? Uh, shout out to Mia Casey and that women's soccer team getting it done. Look at strong. Yeah, and, and there's also – Max, there's a – this, the whole team is very youthful. There's eight seniors a year ago graduated. They're out, and then they brought in a very large number of players. I, I think it was 11 players that are coming in new to the, the roster. But another one that's making her a presence felt is Sophia Colomb, and she's a, uh, another freshman. I mean, you're getting all this young talent. We're talking about Olivia Fout. She's already scored three goals, and as much as she you know, carries herself as an upperclassman, she's still an underclassman. Max, I mean, that's that's got to be super – I guess enticing to look at if you're a soccer a Ram soccer fan. Oh yeah, definitely. It's it's great to see all this uh the culmination of just a, a lot of great things for them this young talent including uh the new facility as well. I think it's uh, the stadium looks great. I've I've kind of poked around a little bit of the the stands look great. They've the it looks really great. I think it's just spelling long-term success for the Rams. Yeah, the Rams still hoping to kick off on that some point this season. Not sure what's going on there, but uh, let's uh, turn the page. We're talking about newcomers coming into CSU and making their impact felt right away. One that Austin, you and I both got a really good look at this weekend was Emory Herman from CSU Volleyball. The setter led the Rams to the to defeat number 10 in the country, Kentucky, on Friday night. Dude, well, first off, that game was crazy. Like, the energy in Moby was insane, and – Seeing, seeing how Emery Herman works out there, getting her teammates involved, it, it was really special because she she can just get – she can hurt a team anywhere because she had so many, like, set kill attempts there and, and kills. And then she gets in there, gets some blocks, and then the passes that she gets for her teammates, like those slips that you were telling me about, and then just going cross court on the money. She She's one of the most entertaining players to watch, and she's really just that – that floor general are out there for our Rams. Yeah, Max, I'm not sure if you were able to get to any of the games this weekend, but they were good. And I mean, you can speak. I know you've been to Moby um, before for basketball and or volleyball games. I mean, the Moby madness is legit, and it is legit with this volleyball team. Oh, yes, totally. I believe we actually set a uh, student record for attendance at the Kentucky game this yep. past week, which was amazing to see. Great to see that. Our freshman class is enthused by a great team with a bunch of great talent on it. Uh, and honestly, just Moby Madness is hard to beat when you're going in and beating uh, number 10 Kentucky straight. Uh, was it, it was an ace, right? It was uh, four, 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 uh, four sets. Oh, okay. Yeah. So three, one. That's, that's still, that's, that's amazing to see. Yeah. I, I think that was their first top 10 win for the Rams in like five years. So it's been some time and not only that, but you kicked off a new era of CSU volleyball, Emily Cohen making her uh, debut as a head coach. She's, you know, coached in relief of Tom Hilbert during COVID um, for a couple of matches, but that was her first time being a head coach. And she said that she was nervous going into that. She was never nervous as a player, Austin. She was never nervous as an assistant coach with the second. She had a walk into Moby. She was a little nervous being the head coach against the number 10 team in the country. Yeah. And what, what's funny is 
if you were just like if you didn't hear that interview and were just was just watching Emily Cohen's like body language, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have been able to tell because she's she's very stoic on the sidelines. She's just not like very up and adamant, like yelling or you know trying to corral her team. She's just kind of more chilling, positive, gets her team together, tells them you know breaks down what they need to be doing, and it, it, it was cool. It's it's a different pace from what we had before with Tom Hilbert. And it's not it's not bad or anything either. It's it, it's it's just different. It's her style, and she's getting familiar with with her players and how she coaches. And it's 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 fun to watch. Yeah. Well, it wasn't just a win against Kentucky on Friday. You also played number three, now number two in the country, Stanford, who handled business in Greeley the night before, and then tried to do much of the same in, on Saturday against the Rams. But you know, after go, go, going down two sets to none, the Rams didn't stop. Max did. I don't know if you caught Saturday's matchup, but I mean, the Rams fought back against a tough team. I mean, that, that can't be too easy. Oh, no, definitely not. Stanford, well, being one of the top programs in the nation, just I I was proud of the girls. I think they did really well. I didn't get to I didn't get to catch that, but uh, unfortunately sounds reminiscent of a situation that happened to the Rams last season against CU. I was able to catch that game down in Boulder. And when you just fight back after going down 2 0, it's it's impressive and you know, I couldn't be prouder of them. Yeah, you mentioned the CU game last season ago. The Rams went up two zero in enemy territory after knocking the buffs off the night before in Moby. And then you give up the reverse sweep, and that, I think, was a, a loss that kind of shaped the way the season was going to go. Oh, yeah. Showed the way the season was going to go a year ago. But another you know, crosstown rival, in-state rival, they played on Tuesday, Austin, and that was a deflating loss against UNC. You went from a you know, a one-in-one weekend where you're feeling very good about your program to a, a frustrating loss. And not that, not that we're down on the volleyball squad at all. I still think that this team has the potential to be the best CSU volleyball team that I have seen, the best CSU volleyball team that we've maybe had in a decade. Um, but that loss on Tuesday definitely stung. Yeah, it did. And I think I think what stung the most is you can't, like, there's nothing in that game that you could look at where Greeley was just far ahead of CSU at. Like, it was it was just definitely one of those those games that we should have won. But, I mean, I mean, Greeley is a good team. They made the tourney last year. They had a lot of great uh, returning players. Uh, Sid Cole is, you know, She's the Greeley Bears, uh, Emery Herman. You know, she's she's the floor general out there. But uh, it it was just one of those games where UNC was just sticking around like that. You know that that sticky piece of gum on your shoe or that rock in your shoe or um, I don't know that bug in the the spider web. Any anything sticky you can think of that was UNC <laughs> Bears, and they they stuck in that game, and then it, they ended up winning in uh, five. It yeah. was it was an entertaining game, but it sucked because you know we're we're not supposed to be cheering for the Rams, but I am. Oh, you yeah, know, and how could you not? Yeah, and it just it, it hurt because that was definitely a game that the Rams should have won. Absolutely, and I, I'm, I'm sure they would say the same thing. Yeah, I mean we walked past a couple of them on the way out of the arena that night, and they were all definitely down. And Max Austin mentioned the uh, them sticking around, like that you know annoying piece of gum or whatnot. I mean every sport you talk about, whether it's football, you know it comes up a lot in basketball. You know just you know stick around, stick around, and make that final push. Volleyball more than any sport I feel like is a sport where there's no time. You're playing to a score. So, I mean, if you let someone stick around long enough, you know, a couple of bad minutes of volleyball can lead, you know, to a, uh, a I guess, a collapse of sorts in a fourth or fifth set. Oh, exactly. And I, I saw this, unfortunately, firsthand again back at that CU game that kind of set the tone for the rest of the season. I you got to stop bringing that up, man. Yeah, that was and a it, 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 unfortunately, it was just a uh, – I, I was there, and I was like, 
you know, uh, of the 10 CSU fans there. Unfortunately, just it was a really stinging loss. But I'm looking at the uh, stat sheet. I didn't get to catch the uh, UNC game, but it looks like uh, UNC total points wise, it was 77 to 76 for, uh, for Greeley, obviously. And it just goes to show that when you, you know, let when you let the Rams or you let, you know, the opponent team in, I think that you just see, especially in volleyball, a, a drive to just get back into it. And I think I think CSU has that in them, especially when they're down like that. And that's why we've seen not we haven't we have not been uh, swept yet uh, this season. And I don't think I don't think we're going to be seeing that too often because I think uh, the girls have it in them to just win or go down swinging and yeah. i think we saw that in Greeley and stanford too yeah. yeah i mean exactly on stanford i mean austin and i touched on on the broadcast when we were there the game it was you know it felt like it was over at times and they went into the long break and a lot of times you don't know the team that's going to come out after a five minute break or whatnot but i mean they came out and not only did they you know win that set but they kind of took it to stanford on saturday so yeah this is a team that's not going to give up austin no exactly and during, during that game, we pointed out in the broadcast that some of the, the body language was a little down um, in moments. It wasn't for like when they were losing sets or anything, but there was moments when you could see the body language wasn't there. And coming out of that long break, whatever Cohen or whatever the captain said, it definitely worked because they came out and they, they made a run. Stanford had some uh, inexperienced players in there for a little bit, but they got the quick yank because – we we went on a pretty pretty big run yeah. against that Stanford team and even even the players on their bench are very solid players. Well the Rams now sit one and two after three matches and like we said, I mean, this is kind of a gut check time for non conference, especially because the Rams were, you know, unofficially like the twenty seventh team in the country after the weekend. They got a big chance here. They face number twenty one Arkansas tomorrow night. Michigan on Saturday and then wrap up that tournament with Central Arkansas. We'll get more into that when we come back, but first we'll take a quick music break. Not even real. Totem Pocket here on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. You're listening to 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Caleb Allen, Austin Martin, Max Ebert. In the studio, bringing you everything CSU sports, college sports, everything around the world of sports. Bars. Nice. We Bars. Were just, we were just talking about what it will take this week during the break for CSU volleyball to uh, at least maintain their position and maybe carry some momentum as they come back home and play their own uh, Rams, uh, I guess, tournament. And, uh, I mean, they kick off the tournament, or I know, first serve tomorrow against Arkansas, who I believe is number 21 now in the rankings uh, for the coaches' poll. Yeah, Arkansas, they're they're definitely a team that is going to be making some noise in that SEC. Um, and I think for our girls, making this trip down there, you just want to wanna go out of there with the positive win-to-loss ratio, like 2-1, to 3-0 would be nice. Um, and, then, and then just go out there and be fighting. Try, try not to get sweep, go down there, battle, compete. Because in this in this non-conference schedule, it's all about just seeing where you stack up with other teams and getting ready for conference play. That's really what matters for our schedule, I think, going forward. 
and Max, I mean, confidence going into this one. You, I mean, you've already beat, you know, the number 10. I mean, I think Kentucky's now 15 in the coaches' poll, so they dropped a couple of spots um, after giving up a set to uh, UNC and obviously losing on Friday to CSU. But So you've already beat a team in the top 25. You beat a team, a team that was considered top 10 at the time. You play number 21 now. I mean, are, how are you feeling going into this one as a, volley, as a CSU fan? Yeah, I think um, I think you kind of take a reset, try and forget about. Uh, obviously, you want to ride that momentum you had with Kentucky, but uh, I think you try and forget about the last two. Um, head down there, just kind of take it as a fresh start. Realize that you you can't you can do anything based off of that Kentucky game, and you know take that momentum into that Arkansas matchup. Uh, ride that momentum, hopefully with a win there, and then you know, get those, get Michigan and, uh, end up with three Oh there at the end. Hopefully you got, you got to support Emery. I think she's got to be able to get some support, uh, from around her. Uh, got to see Annie succeed as well. But overall, I think, you know, I think it could, it could spell success for them as long as they kind of just shake off those last two losses. Yeah. And Austin Max just mentioned Annie Sullivan, who, was actually getting targeted at times on defense when it came with the serves. And I think three or four aces throughout the entire match, including a two or three in a row on Tuesday night. I mean, are, are, is there something – obviously maybe we don't know the rotations to the point of, you know, this is how you do something. They were trying to hide Andy Sullivan on Tuesday. Couldn't, you know, the Bears just kept finding her, right? What do the Rams have to do to keep themselves out of a position where their outside hitters are being attacked on the back line? Yeah, I think, like – the issue with that was, I mean, just being confident too, st- staying out there, sticking into some of those serves. And what I did like from that whole fiasco was she got subbed in. She had what the game winning, uh, the game winning point in the third, third set. set yeah, yeah, the third set. So it didn't it didn't get to her too much. Like after a couple of those service aces in a row that happened on her, she came to the bench, sat down with the coach, just took a minute to breathe. I did like that, and I, I think our team's gonna make mistakes. They, they they're gonna it's especially early on too. We're still in the second week of our season, like not even we're just getting into the second week of our season, and the, we're gonna be making some mistakes. I think we just need to acknowledge that that's gonna happen, and be okay with it, and realize when those mistakes happen, how can we overcome them? How can we get past them and get better because of them? Yeah, I I think this is. I mean. Even after Saturday's loss to Stanford, we talked to Emily Cohen on the postgame show of the broadcast, and it was very positive. Uh, she was, you know, we, we just got better today. That's all it was. We didn't really we obviously take the loss, but I'm not even looking for silver linings. The truth is the Rams got better on Saturday playing that, and maybe your first road match, even though it was only 45 minutes away, you're still not playing in front of your home crowd. But you're, you're, you know, you're being tested, and you're going to get tested again this week. You're playing a top 25 team again in their home um, arena, Max. And I mean, heading into this one, I mean, the confidence has still got to be high, right? Oh yeah, definitely. I think, you know, those those couple setbacks, I think maybe just, you know, getting the cobwebs off. I think just based off of that first win, I think you just got to ride that energy and uh, definitely need to see you know obviously annie sullivan succeed a little bit more in the when when she inevitably probably gets targeted again you need to see her uh be able to handle those those uh attempted kills and uh overall i think if you just 
if you just go into it with a fresh mindset, I think we'll be seeing a lot better, at least a lot better results. So obviously get Arkansas on Friday and that's at 6 p.m. Local time, that would be 8 p.m., I believe, if I do my math right here. Uh, Michigan-wise, it will be either way, 7 or 8 p.m. local time for them. Then you have to you know, play a two-hour match at least, go to bed, try to learn from your mistakes or you know, focus on you know, the good stuff, and then you're playing again the next day at 2 or 3 p.m., whatever you know, the tra- time translates to for uh, Arkansas time. Um, you play Michigan. I mean, what's the kind of the pace? I mean, you're, if you're going to win the Mountain West Tournament, it could be a, a, a situation where you play Wednesday, Thursday, Friday that week. So you might have to play back-to-back-to-back high-level volleyball games with everything on the line, high emotions, right? Well, you got to do that again against Michigan, and then you have to play Michigan on Saturday, and then 24 hours later you have to play Central Arkansas, who might be the easiest test, at least on paper, um, for the Rams. Austin, I mean, that's got to be pretty exhausting, especially because they've already played three games in four, uh, five days. Yeah, I think these games are going to be crucial for our conditioning going down the uh, schedule, especially when we get into term- tournament play because this is kind of how it's formatted. You, you win one day, next day, back at it against a high-level team. So I, I think – See, I want to I want to see the energy. Uh, that's what I'm going to be looking for. The main part is like the energy. So after playing Arkansas, grinding out with them, how are they going to respond the next day against Michigan? And, and I guess for the Central Arkansas too, I don't want to write them off yeah. and just say it's an easy one. Um, just on paper, it does seem like it is an easier game. But I, I do want to see how our girls bounce back after playing a you know high level game against a high level opponent, and then going in the next day. How, how are they going to respond? How are the bodies going to be looking? How are they going to be feeling? Um, I, that's that's one thing that I'm going to be looking for. Yeah, and this team's already kind of experienced injuries. Not sure what's going on with Anna Porter. She sat out on Tuesday. Sat out the rest of uh, I guess the after the first or second set was sitting out the rest of Saturday night night's yeah. matchup. Max, I mean these tournament style you know games these three two or three days in a row obviously taking its toll on this team and i would assume every team in the country right now yeah it's a little concerning especially because uh you know anna porter had an ace uh against kentucky she's a key part of our team and you know that can happen to anyone and you know this is just the we just have had the first three games and having three straight games in a row uh obviously can you know, take a toll on, on the whole team. And so hopefully we're looking, you know, for success, but also we don't want to necessarily push it to the point of like, Oh, this is our, you know, this is our playoff. You know, this is the start of the season. Uh, you know, I think it's valuable learning experiences, trying to figure out, you know, where, where the team is at, how the chemistry is looking and then take these as learning experiences. Don't necessarily, you know, put everything out on the line, but definitely use them as experiences to be able to uh, see further success when we get into uh, conference play. Yeah, I mean, there's three matches this weekend you got to learn, and you're going to miss, I think, most with Anna Porter. You're going to miss that athleticism. But what this does do for you, especially in the tournament set, is you have to dig a little deeper into your bench. And we saw that a little bit on Tuesday. Delaney McIntosh came in, had her first collegiate moments um, with the Rams, had a couple of nice digs there. Didn't really get too much of a look at hers. She, you know, just kind of rotated in real quick before Annie Sullivan checked back in. Um, but maybe this is a time to, you know, test and see what you got heading into, you know, your final five or six matches of non-con. Yeah, I think I think this is a perfect time, especially early on in the season. And just seeing who on the bench when – because Chips will be down 
at points in the season. There's going to be players that will get hurt. That's just the nature of sports. Um, and who, who's going to like step up and come out and compete? And there, there's always somebody in practice that you might be eyeing, like, oh, I, I bet if they get an opportunity, they can come in and crush it. I thought uh, Taylor Pagan, yeah. she came in, and I thought she played very well. Yeah. That was great to see, just getting some new faces out there with her. Um, and she, she had some pivotal digs and uh, great spots in that UNC game. So I'm, I'm excited for her coming in there. Uh, hopefully Anna Porter gets back because she is – She's just an athlete out there running yeah. that back line. She's, she's fun to watch. Well, and Taylor's a freshman. She's an outside hitter, and I think the moment she showed flashes the most were on that back line getting digs. So we're talking about Annie Sullivan and her, I guess, inability, and that's not a knock on her. You don't train digging on the back line very often. That's not her game. That's not her game. Exactly. So this is not a shot at Annie Sullivan by any means, but if you're looking for some sort of answer for Annie Sullivan on that back line when those rotations come, Taylor Pagan – her best moments were catching digs on the back line. Yeah, 100%. And, I mean, like the the UNC Bears, they did have some very powerful hitters that were – they were attacking our our back line. We we did a great job digging, I thought, in that yeah. game. I, I thought we did a great job digging. The the battle at the line of uh, the net was, was, was pretty well, too. So I, I really liked what I saw from Pagan as a freshman going in there, getting some crucial digs on the road in Greeley. Yeah, and Max, I mean, we were talking a little bit off air before we are coming back on about what this team had to do to stay in the mix of our top 25 spot here. They're sitting about 27 um, coming into the week, a loss on Tuesday. I mean, what kind of record? One and two, two and one, three and oh. What do the Rams have to do this week to stay in the eyes of the coaches across the country as a top 30 team? Uh, I think, you know, coming out of this tournament, obviously three and oh would be perfect. Two and one, I think would set you up for more success, especially with uh, another tournament on the horizon. But coming out of this 3-0, I think that'd keep CSU on everybody's mind. Uh, and hopefully that's what we'll be seeing coming this week. Yeah, and Austin, I mean, maybe you win Friday, right? You win Friday, but then you lose two in a row. Maybe that's still not enough to keep it there. I mean, your two wins coming against two top 25 teams, but then you lose to some unranked teams and two teams that, quite frankly, if you're going to be a top 25 team, you shouldn't really drop sets to or even or matches rather than UNC and Central Arkansas. But um, outside of hypothetics, I mean, what, what kind of record do they do the Rams need this week? Yeah, I, definitely a positive record. Because we're, we're coming off of – we're going to this tournament not where we want to be on a, a two-game losing streak. I, I think we got to stay out of that losing column. But, obvi- like, if we – I think just get – if we get an upset against number 21, Arkansas, I think that just kind of – Let's everybody know, hey, we had a couple of bad games, whatever. We're still a top team. You got to have us on your radar because we can come in anywhere and, and take a dub. That's going to be a fun weekend, I think. I'm excited to tune in tomorrow and see how the girls match up against the number 21-ranked Arkansas squad. Should be a lot of fun. Another top-ranked squad reaching the – highest peak of women's sports in the history of the world we'll talk about that coming up next but first our guy post malone 21 savage with rockstar here on 90.5 kcsu fort collins You're listening to Ramblers on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Caleb Allen, Austin Martin, 
and Max Ebert, the whole sports squad in the studio tonight. I have a quick question. Was that last link? Did they record that on the moon? That's. It sounded like I was talking to Neil Armstrong or something. Well, I mean, those guys didn't make it to the moon either, so I don't know how that. Oh. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Controversial. <laughs> Let's start an argument here. But first, KCSU presents Samia at the Aggie Theater with support by Venus and the Flytraps this October 19th. For a chance to hear the indie pop singer rock the stage on her newest album's tour, text HONEY to 970-538-5278. Again, that is HONEY, H-O-N-E-Y, to 970-538-KCSU to see Samia live at the Aggie Theater this October. You guys been to the Aggie Theater yet? I think we talked about this last week, right, Austin? Yeah, I haven't been there yet. It's definitely on my uh, lists of things to do in Fort Collins, though. Max, have you been yet? I haven't, no, but I, I'm trying to go to like a rave there or something. I bet they've got, I bet, I bet it's pretty sick. All right, we're going to put together some sort of sports night where the three of us just go to in, any random show because we, yeah. we got to go. Exactly. Uh, this is my last year potentially in Fort Collins, and like I've not been to one of the biggest theaters. Um, I, I would say it's a pretty popular theater in the state. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it's definitely like the venue to go to in Fort Collins. Totally. Yeah, the, the rave would be fun, man. Get the, the plur action going, you know, peace, love, unity, and respect. Oh, you know of, course. What I'm saying? of course. I would love some respect <laughs> from Austin Martin for once in my life. But uh, <laughs> The venue to be in Fort Collins is the Aggie. The venue to be a night ago, 24 hours ago, was Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, Nebraska. And if you miss this, I'm sorry. I watched every second of this match. Nebraska volleyball played a match in a football stadium, a Big Ten football stadium, and they did everything you could. 92,003 fans. Yeah, that that's insane. I, I don't even – when we were at Moby, it felt like it was a packed house with 6,500 or whatever. Even at but, Stanford, which was like half the amount, and it still felt like a lot of people. Exactly. It was loud. I, and then 92,000 because that's – the entire stadium was full, and they had the, like, general admission or floor standing yeah. area down there. It, that that was – it was insane. That, that was pro- one of the biggest – it has to be one of the biggest – attendance records just in all of sports i feel oh, like i mean it's got to be up there i, I know that like what some was of those penn state gets LSU pretty crazy it's over a hundred thousand penn state yeah. gets over a hundred thousand i think ohio state gets over a hundred thousand yeah. so, i mean you got all those football games with a hundred thousand but i mean this is a volleyball match and i think the record before this was 40 something thousand at one point they shattered played, it or oh, eighteen thousand, yeah. nineteen. it was something it was a big record but i mean ninety-two thousand. i mean who is going to pass that it would have to be lsu or one of these schools with a stadium that fits over 100,000 or close to. And then they would have to have a volleyball program that has, you know, a community like Nebraska does. I just saw actually one of the – it's actually one of the just top uh, attended non-football uh, yeah. NCAA Division One sports. The I think the top is a outdoor hockey game, Michigan, Michigan State at 113,000 people. Whoa, for a hockey game? Is, is hockey big in Michigan, like at those universities? Am I missing something there? Oh, yeah. Mi- okay. Michigan hockey's huge. I mean, DU just seems to win the championship every year, right? So yeah. He no, does, man. The the thing that – because we talked about it over the break, too, and, like, this is, like, something that I've been realizing watching more volleyball as of lately. Volleyball is – it's not – I'm not even talking women's sports. It's one of the best sports, yeah. at, like, out there. I, I think it's just one of the most entertaining sports. It's fun to watch. There's no time limit, but it's fast-paced. It, it's it's awesome. I, I, I love volleyball, yeah. and I, I'm, I'm so glad to be a part of the broadcast for it because it is just, like, 
it's enjoyable. You go to those yeah. games and it's like, well, I gotta I gotta watch some volleyball tonight and watch watch these girls ball out. It, oh, yeah. It's awesome. Well, that's the thing about volleyball. I've not met a single person. I'm glad you said it. I've not met a single person that has been to a CSU volleyball match and left going, I wish I didn't go to that or I won't come back. You know, I was the same way my very first time. I'd, I'd watched one high school volleyball match when I was in high school, went and supported some friends, and that was the only time I ever watched a single volleyball match. And then I went to cover one for C- or for KCSU, and I fell in love literally immediately. And it was amazing. The atmosphere was awesome. Um, and a, a lot of that falls on CSU just being a great volleyball – or Fort Collins being a great volleyball community. I mean, it is outside of Nebraska on Friday night, we had the second-highest attendance in all of the NCAA in terms of volleyball uh, attendance. Uh, my brother came up last year for a game and he only really wanted to come up to say what's up to me or whatnot. And my mom's like, Hey, let's go to a game while we're up there. So they came out and you know, they, they watched the game. My brother was, he wouldn't stop talking about it at lunch. He was like, this is incredible. And that was a guy that once again, wasn't coming up there with the intentions of caring about volleyball, but he left. And now he asked me about volleyball all the time. So, I mean, Max, I guess you've you've seen volleyball matches in Moby. Am I, am I mistaken by saying that? Oh no, of course. Yeah. Last year, um, Honestly, it, it, it was amazing because I, I haven't seen too many volleyball matches in my lifetime. My sister never was into it, and I didn't really go to any high school ones. But the just, I don't know, the atmosphere is just different. I think people just, it's a sport that while pe- maybe not a lot of people know exactly what is going on, I think a lot of people can get behind the fact that it's a fun sport to watch. Yeah. It's a very, the environment, the excitement behind it is always there. You know, and it's just a it's a great way to get behind women's athletics, especially at CSU. Um, I think, you know, it doesn't get obviously as as much attention as it deserves, especially across the board. Volleyball, obviously, is probably maybe the exception there with the fact that it's just, you know, an exciting sport. But, you know, women's athletics at CSU obviously could deserve a lot more love. And it just goes to show you that, you know, people who maybe like all three of us maybe didn't at least at start at the start think that we were going to enjoy it and you know we all love it and so i think yeah. it just goes to show you to give it give it a chance and go to a game yeah I, I mean if you can find your way inside moby and that's something that interests you it's definitely not a bad decision to say the least um this seems a lot of fun the sport's fun and i mean you think of like the biggest highlight plays you know in a football game it's a diving catch right so oh diving caught it right before it hit the ground one of the biggest plays from super bowl 51 is julian edelman you know that little double catch at the ground that happens almost numerous times every single set where a you know a player dives for the ball, gets their hand underneath the pancake right, and pumps and, and you know pops it back up, and now it's a playable ball again. And it is, I, we could sit here and describe it in words, but it, you don't understand what that looks like and how exciting that is until you see stuff like that in person. Yeah, the degree of difficulty of a lot of those plays and and just the depth of different plays are impressive, like. Just a, a sky high, towering kill. That's awesome. Yeah. A nice pass, a nice set. Awesome. Those zero tempo plays, sick. Yeah. Pancakes, awesome. Digs. How do they get there? How do they dig that up and make it a passable ball? And just even those long volleys. I I think those are my favorite. Just oh, yeah. back and forth, like big defensive stops. The block. I like blocks too. Those oh, are always blocks. fun. Blocks are always the best, man. Just yeah. getting. Uh, it's. I think that's my favorite part is when someone just gets stifled at the top of the net, man. That's great. Oh, yeah. No, the blocks are sick. I, I love the long volleys, and I don't know. It's just all the aspects of the game is just awesome. Yeah. I, the thing is for me, and maybe this is just a personal preference, and we can argue about this if you guys want to, but the fact that we get 
20,000 people into a baseball stadium, you know, 162 or 81 times a year. Volleyball to me is a way more entertaining sport. And by, you know, American standards in terms of entertainment, you look at the sports that draw attention. It's the fast paced, violent, uh, you know, the, the more athletic type, the basketball, the hockey is starting to grow onto them now. Right. Volleyball falls in that same category. There's a lot of physicality in terms or I guess athleticism, the word I'm looking for. Uh, and I, quite honestly, I think volleyball is more America's cup of tea when it comes to entertainment and sports entertainment value than baseball. And you guys can tell me if I'm crazy or wrong. I'm not a big baseball guy, so I understand that maybe I'm coming from the wrong angle. But baseball itself is a dying sport. Everyone knows that. Volleyball, on the other hand, I feel is the one that's gonna, is, is growing. Yeah, I, I, I can uh, totally agree with you there. I think uh, there's I think they're they're very different, obviously. Um, I think. Yeah, one's base- for people who are boring and one for people <laughs> that are, like exciting stuff. Baseball is just such a slow paced sport. And yeah. I think it's just something that is a little bit niche and you just kind of have to be into it. And obviously it's not for everyone, but I think, I think almost everyone can get behind, uh, Moby madness and like volleyball. I think just how fast paced it is and just the production I think is also just really well done. Uh, my one complaint is that I think volleyball should be done outside. They should just shave the dome off of Moby arena and make it outdoors. Well, it sounds like you should watch some sand or beach volleyball. They do that in the Springs, Max. We're talking about fall volleyball (laughs) on a court, not in sand pits. That would be amazing. Indoor volleyball with like snow. That would be crazy. I don't even know what would be going on there. All right, Max, thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> I mean, that's just atrocious. Man. There's no chance, man. I mean, they were talking on a broadcast, and you could see it a lot with the serves. Just a little bit of breeze that was going in Nebraska yesterday was changing the game entirely. So you want to throw snow at them. You know, your muscles get tight, and you have to jump four feet in the air to get a kill. I, I don't know if that's a good idea, but. Yeah. Extreme volleyball. It, it that's, mar- that's marketable. That's marketable. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of. You know those those basketball classics where they're playing on the aircraft carriers. I think those are sweet too. Those are are so sweet. Yeah, and then they they had like the humidity on the court. You know, it it changes like the traction and all that. So it definitely comes into play. But I I think I I am with you. If we're talking just strictly excitement for both sports, volleyball clears baseball. It's not and I I love baseball too. Where I'm kind of at a threshold is. It just depends on the vibe you're going for. Because when you're going yeah. to a baseball game, like if you're going to a day game or night game or something, yeah. going there, chilling. With Grabbing your, a drink with your friends. friends. Yeah. Exactly. Um, volleyball, it's definitely a lot more edge of your seat, depending on the sets and the, the point differential. But when it when it's a close game, like that – that uh, well, it was the first set against Kentucky. Yeah. That, that was it's a crazy set. Yeah. It went to 29. That was nuts. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think – not even baseball there's not a lot of sports that can really beat like a set like that or you know when volleyball's at its peak of excitement it's hard to rival that with other sports it, yeah. it's it's honestly it's a great sport oh, I, yeah. I love watching it yeah volleyball there's not too many sports that'll just want you to like just keep you on your feet the whole game but i think volleyball is one of those sports yeah. and i just that's that's the other th- thing i would say is that baseball no one goes to a baseball game and just says i'm gonna stand the whole time like i'm just yeah. gonna i'm gonna be crazy and just stand. Last few well, that's because all the baseball fans are 80 and they probably can't stand for uh, nine innings, man. I mean, I'm just saying. come on you you would you would like going to a baseball game and kicking your feet up and watching some yeah ball. i did I, once you know how many volleyball games i've been to this week i went once this entire <laughs> summer to a baseball game i mean i'm true. true 
and that's that even if i wasn't you know obligated to be there to, to call the games i would still be in moby arena yeah that's fair you might also like it if the rockies were a better team but no no the rockies have been good and i've you know would watch them daily but if i had to pick between watching csu volleyball or any baseball ever I'm picking volleyball. Dude, the, the set five, tell me not. Set five on Tuesday night, was that not just like a game seven type feel? It's like everything's on the line in these 15 points. Like everything. You exactly. played so well all night, and it's all the waste if you lose set five, right? So it's like every match could be like that. And it's obviously yeah. boring ones where – not boring, quote-unquote. But even even the boring ones where it's 25 to 12, you're still seeing great athleticism. Whereas baseball, you can go – you know, a boring game of baseball is what? 3-0, 2-0, 2-1. You know, I guess boring to most people and most uh, the American public. I mean, volleyball is, you know, miles above baseball in terms of excitement. And I think if they get the coverage and when they do get this coverage, because I believe volleyball will now be played on Fox after the two o'clock football slot. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Yep. So yep. they're going to get eyes and this board is going on to grow Sundays. The, the, on, on Sunday. Yeah. The, like where TV TV ratings are spiking yeah. on Sundays yeah. for obvious reasons. Yeah. Dude, and I could speak. I we talked about slam ball. I think you and I were talking mm -hmm. about, and I I was just in passing. I had nothing else to watch. I kind of just flicked it on, wanted to watch something athletic and you know competition wise, and threw slam ball on, and I was hooked. Yeah. Volleyball, I think, is going to be the same way. And I will say, there's something about watching volleyball in person versus watching it on television. I can say that now. I've watched you know games, but even last night, I was super excited to watch this game. And then I saw it, and I'm not going to say it was underwhelming, but it definitely didn't give me the same vibes as there. And I understand we get a great seat when we go to Moby Arena, right there in the action. Um, but volleyball is just a fun sport, and they were able to get it done in a football stadium last night and still make it fun to watch. Yeah, and I, I think with volleyball too, w even if it is one-sided, there's a team like there's a team that has to be scoring to win too. So like there has to be that dominant side of it. And then with baseball, you can just kind of go back and forth like with some three ups, three downs. Yeah. Um, there could be some lulls in the game where it's not as exciting, but in volleyball, you're getting points. Like they, they, you have to score to win. Even so the ugly ones. They, even the ugly ones, you're getting offense, right? Yeah, totally. So. No, just uh, dude. I mean, that game yesterday was insane. Yeah, and well, to see all the people out there, and then first of all, the thing that people are going to overlook, and I've worked so many different jobs in the sports world, and I understand the different you know complications that come with putting together any sporting event, but putting one together like this, you're taking a football-sized crowd. A volleyball matchup where you have to put a floor out, a floor that's not only, you know, just a court, but that's big enough to support a volleyball match because the game is not just played within the lines. There's so many different, I guess, ways that this, you know, things that this has to go through to be set up. And it went perfect, at least yeah. from the outside looking in. It, the match went perfect. That They had a light show, a drone show, a fireworks show, everything. And it felt like yesterday, there feels like times in life and, and sports in general that, you just kind of break through. And it felt like for me yesterday that volleyball and women's athletics as a whole kind of just broke through that next level um, and trending in the right direction. Totally. I'm with you there. That, like, just seeing the love that they got and uh, specifically that moment for me, I feel like, was when I saw, like, the video for them walking out into so the sweet. stadium. It was Crazy. so sweet. And it was yeah. just, like, like, it made me excited to, you know – hopefully one day get a WNBA team down here in Denver. Yeah. That's been a rumor for a while. And um, I'm just excited for, yeah, just the future of future of women's athletics in the United States. I think it's, I think it's on the come up. There's been times where, you know, people have just kind of laughed it off, but I think, you know, more and more recently, it's just, it's become 
much more of like a this is serious this is you know this is a serious business and you know it always should have been and now i think it's getting that attention especially in the limelight that you know it needed yeah and i i think like this is one of the i think the first time that a, a volleyball game is taking place on a football field yeah. if i'm correct yeah yep. and what was cool going into that they had nothing to really compare it to mm-hmm. like there's no other program that has done this they couldn't like call up any other coaches or players like what did you do when this happened or whatever and i think it's going to be something a, a trend now we're going to see schools trying to either one up the attendance or just have that experience for these for these uh athletes because of how well it went to and how how much positive feedback they got because i mean on instagram and twitter i just saw nothing but like wow this is sick just saw nothing but compliments and i like we were talking i think either in the break or earlier a lot of these bigger schools are going to try to emulate this like imagine an lsu or in in these bigger stadiums doing it yeah they can they 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 have to have the it's gonna some schools will have to have like you know the big stadium plus a, a very successful volleyball team um but I mean, down the road, how sick would it be to pack out um, Canvas? Canvas? And I was about to ask you that. I think, and this could just be Homer bias, and I'm not in rooms with anyone anywhere, but I think Canvas is the next stadium to do something like this. You think so? I just told you a second ago that the, the, the Rams were number two in attendance, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's pushing 9,000. And let's not lie to ourselves and say that every single person at stadium last night had ever seen a Nebraska volleyball game, or quite frankly, ever saw a volleyball game in general. A lot of them were probably there to be part of history, right? That's yeah. always a fun fact. Some people probably just went there for vibes too. Yeah. Because just it was it the thing First to do. Time ever. It's also yeah. Lincoln, Nebraska. What do you do there besides go to sporting <laughs> events? Right. <laughs> that's, but, that's, oh, true. that's true. But I mean, like Fort Collins is such a good community, especially with women's sports, especially with women's sports yeah. and volleyball specifically. I mean, Coach Tom Hilbert used to say all the time, CSU is one of like four schools that can get the environment that they do. Now you throw one in Canvas, who's not going to be a part of that? You know, you throw out some, you know, the, the you know, 33,000 tickets or whatnot. And I mean, you're going to sell those if you, it's a one-off event. I mean, it's hard, obviously, with exactly. a bad football product, but it's a one-off event. People are going to be excited. They're going to want to be a part of it. They're going to want to show support for women's sports. And it's already a community that you can sell nearly 9,000 tickets at Moby Arena. Exactly. You... I think also you have um, someone like Amy Parsons coming in, yeah. very smart businesswoman, someone who made um, she she's made discussions talking about utilizing Canvas for more than just, you know, football games, trying yeah. to get concerts in there. I think that would be an easy option for her next season. Start off with one of the home games being in Canvas. You could. I think that would generate so much hype. I think that could be easily done by the Fort Collins community oh, yeah. who just surrounds uh, the volleyball program. And I, the love is obviously there. And I think it would just honestly need to just be put out there. And I think the uh, the people would come. Yeah. Tell me you couldn't do CSU versus CU in Canvas. Tell Ooh. me you couldn't do that. Yeah. That would be amazing. And I think that – that brings in more traffic too, just because then if we just do say, say they do CSU versus some, some school that isn't in Colorado, like it'll still have a draw because it's going to be the first time that would happen. But if you do CSU versus CU in canvas, there's going to be a turnout. Like like there's going to be people from Denver. There's going to be people from Fort Collins, uh, Boulder, all these different communities trying to get to that game. And it, it'll easily 
pack out. Yeah. I, I don't think it'd be Boulder's an hour. a 90-minute drive from here, and I'm sure they'll make the drive up if it's a football game, and I'm positive they'll do it because we see some a, a solid amount of CU fans at the volleyball matches in Moby. But once again, this is like a one-off event or a once-in-a-year you know, once type of an event where you're playing in a stadium. People are going to want to be a part of that nonetheless. So, Yeah. Volleyball is so exciting, man. I can't oh, wait. Yeah. We have a fun weekend on the road, but I can't wait to get back into Moby next Thursday. When we come back, we also have college football kicked off tonight. Tonight is the first of five nights in a row with college football. CSU gets their shot at it and a chance at redemption on Saturday. We'll head or we'll look at uh, that matchup when we come back. But first, Vince Staples with fun here on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Welcome back to Ramblers. Caleb Allen, Austin Martin, Max Ebert, the entire KCSU sports squad is in the building. We're having a good time talking sports and all that. Uh, you know, if you told me four years ago that I could do a 20-minute segment with people on volleyball, I would have told you you're absolutely nuts. But that might be one of my favorite segments of radio I've ever done. So, shout out volleyball again. Yeah, shout totally. out volleyball, dude. But, uh, Seriously. Football. We are underway. College football is on. Week zero is passed. It is week one. And for the Rams, they take on Washington State, a familiar face from a year ago. 38-7 to was the score in that one. And uh, a game that Coach Norvell said was uh, the worst played game that you could possibly play. And he said he is sick and tired of watching the film from this one. Uh, and I, I think most Ram fans will feel the same. Yeah, I think, I think in that interview he said he just turned it off. He's yeah. like, I'm done watching this. Like, yeah. no more. Um, but that also – builds up this game nicely because it is one of those something to prove games where last year we went on the road and they you know had their way with us basically and we're a different team a lot of people funneling out with with transfers and all that kind of stuff and new class so i i think that this is going to be a very big game for the rams even though i mean it's non-conference but it's still one of those games that i think once the schedule came out they circled it it was like can't wait yeah and I, i'll say i was surprised by that to be completely honest with that i guess how much i guess offense they took to losing that game last year and especially early on in the process you'd think oh they're trying you know rebuilding and such and apparently that was a, a game that you know was quite the gut punch and maybe that's just the way they got themselves up in this camp and i mean you've been looking at week one you've known the schedule for you know eight months now maybe that's just kind of you know, you get sick of just thinking about the same opponent. You just want to go hit someone else that's not wearing green and gold, right, Max? Totally. Yeah, I was. Oh, I was gonna say before I talk on that that it's non-conference for now. We we might <laughs> yeah. be seeing for we now. might be seeing Washington State here in the future, but yeah, Plus I think left in the dust. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think we're looking at a a team that you know. I know there's been a lot of talks recently about like culture in uh, football and. I think that we're looking at a team that, you know, needs this culture of like a something to prove, you know, going three and nine last season just is not who Norvell is, isn't who the CSU football program is. I think there's a lot to prove. And I think that's kind of what, you know, this off season probably has been about is about building that, building that uh, momentum towards, you know, showing what they've worked worked towards and you know showing you know that they are a good football program i know norvell can you know build that good 
good program and we got a bunch of good uh you know recruits uh in the in the spring and uh across the summer and i think the team is going to come out and surprise a lot of people i know we're uh i think maybe we're a i think washington state is a 13 point favorite i that's i that'll be something to chew on a little bit i think for the football team and for everyone else because i i would have to think that that just can't be true well i was gonna ask because it, it was asked of norvell on monday they asked, you know, do you think this will be a shootout type game or how do you see this playing out with the explosive offense of Washington State? You obviously run the air raid at CSU. Is it a shootout type game? And Coach Norvell said, no, it's not. It's it's a, it's a game where I see it being low scoring, a defensive you know, struggle at times. Um, and really, who just can kind of find the end zone last will end up winning this one. Uh, is that kind of how you see it going, Austin? I, I could. I, I I could see it being a close one, but also, I mean, both teams have improved on the offensive end, and they're bringing back Cameron Ward, the, the quarterback. Yeah. And he he's very elusive. He can run. He can make some big throws. He had four tutties in last se- last season against us. Yeah. Um, I, I could see I could see it being a, a high scoring affair, but also with with like this this whole off season that we've had and the grind and everything and how the team is the the buzz around the team, I could see it being a close one. Well, I think this matchup last year. Max was a week three matchup, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken. So the the Rams had already played Michigan at this point. They had played, uh, I believe, Middle Tennessee that second week. And then they went on the road against Washington State, if I remember correctly. Yes, that sounds correct. Um, so at that point last year, Washington State had already played, you know, two or three games before they had to, you know, play against this uh, CSU. This is week one. This is the first time that these teams will make will play the field. They have to go out on the road now against a, a, a stadium that I think is, you know, at the beginning of the week, a little less than 7,000 tickets shy of being a sellout. Uh, so Washington State, Max, is going to have their, their hands full. And I, do you think that could play, a, I guess, a, a role in the score at the end of the game? Yeah, I think that CSU, unfortunately, um, that schedule last year was a brutal. Yeah. Like, going against Michigan week one, uh, uh, in the powerhouse house. in the big house like you're you're going against a team that is you know constantly at the top of the big 10 and always in national championship talks that unfortunately was not that's sh- that's not a way that any team should start their season obviously someone has to do it and that was uh unfortunately Colorado State but yeah I think we're going to be seeing a refreshed team uh a team that didn't morally lose against uh, Michigan and Middle Tennessee. I think you're going to be seeing it, a team that is going to come out hot, and I think we're going to see a lot of uh, improvement on offense as well. I think we're going to be seeing. I, I would. I really hope it's not a low-scoring game because that would be very reminiscent of some of our games last year where yeah. we just did nothing on offense, and our defense was not the worst last year. It wasn't the best, but it was definitely the better part of the team, and. I would love to see some offensive fire from the likes of Clay Millen, uh, Torrey Horton, Avery Morrow, uh, Justice Simmons. The, those guys, I think, are going to be key names this year that we need to hear on the uh, box scores. And I think, I hope that the improvements in the offseason are going to lead to a, hopefully, a high-scoring affair. Yeah. Or maybe a high-scoring affair, CSU, low-scoring Washington State. <laughs> you can only hope. Uh, well, if you want more on this matchup, the three of us will be in the studio. Our first 
football pregame show of the semester, 2 p.m. on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. You can check us out then. We'll be on from 2 to 3, leading you guys up into, uh, I guess, two hours before kickoff. We'll dive deep into this matchup, both offensively, defensively, and quite frankly, what the Rams have to do to win on Saturday. When we come back, we'll wrap this thing up. Austin has some shout-outs. Max has some shout-outs, and I got a couple of words to say, and we'll do that on our shout-out segment coming up next. But first, that's it by Swear By This, a local band on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. listening to 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. This is Ramblers, Caleb Allen, Austin Martin, Max Ebert, your 2023-24 sports team in the room hanging out. One more segment and then uh, coined by Austin Martin as the paying homage segment. But first, this September 16th and 17th at the ranch, learn more about physics, astrology, holistic practices, and more. At the 41st Annual Fall Holistic Fair, for your chance to win tickets, text ZEN to 970-538-5278. Again, that's ZEN, Z-E-N, to 970-538-KCSU to win tickets to the 41st Annual Fall Holistic Fair. And I'm going to start this one this week just because I think I have two. First, and I'll go with my first one, and then we can come back later. Our staff, our support staff here at KCSU, I said this on the broadcast, but I wanted to make sure we said it again. Obviously, after last week's show, we had to power everything down. And we had some technical difficulties, like the night before a volleyball game and before all these DJs had to come in to do their shows on Fridays. There's so many things going on, and we couldn't get on the air. But, you know, our staff, our uh, general manager, Asher Korn, our station manager, Bridget, um, and our programming uh, director, Laura and I believe it was Patrick, our IT guy, along with some other uh, people. Uh, and Adam, and Adam yeah, Carlson, yeah, that, he was that clean interface. Yeah, that, that came in clutch. They too. got us back on air, man, and we yeah. got to bring not only a volleyball match, but a volleyball match where CSU knocks off the tenth ranked team in the country. And if we missed out on that, that would have hurt. Um, so there was a lot of appreciation from the sports department to the, the the people that put this thing together and are still very diligently working towards getting everything back on track. Um, so we can have a great semester. So my first shout out to the, the uppers, the upper heads, the, the, the people who supported uh, the weekend and the technological issues that we had on uh, Friday. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. They, and they deserve all the praise. Cause that, that's just frustrating too, especially when they're doing everything in their power to get it done. And it, it, there's just something that, is out of their control yeah. it, it's tough but yeah yeah i think it was like they were here for 12 hours yeah they got, they were, they got yeah, in at 6 a.m to make sure everything powered on correctly it didn't and they were here i think they finally got everything back on air 12 hours later and they were here the whole time we walked in they were just like it was it seemed like a war zone like they had been through some stuff that day <laughs> yeah. and, and i'm uh, a morning person awesome. i walked in i was like hey how's it going guys and they're just like they're upset they're just like oh Bro, my gosh i, 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 like, I would have slapped I was, I, yeah i was like oh, oh i've had a good morning you know sorry you guys are having <laughs> yeah. a tough time and then it just turned into something even out of our uh yeah you know eyes so but everything handled well first week too it's your first friday you know you're about to get through the, the your first week and you know the biggest problem kcsu's had to face technologically wise and they handled it well and got us back on air very fast. So shout out to them. Got DJ shows back this week and all that. Max, do you have something you want to pay homage to? Yes, my shout out. Uh, I was thinking a little deep. I was thinking about this. My shout out is to golf carts. 
I love golf carts. Golf carts are, uh, I at my other job, I get to drive them around occasionally nice. and drop off stuff, and it's like the best part of my day sometimes. Like when I'm just like get <laughs> to get cruising. behind get to get behind the wheel. I get to cruise around campus, just like you know, nod to the people I'm passing, nod to the bus drivers. It's like I don't know. It's weirdly uh, weirdly calming and very fun too. Yeah. Do you guys golf, both of you? I have been meaning to get into it. I'm okay, not, you have it. Do you yeah. golf? I've top golf. Okay, well, yeah, so I golf. I golf quite frequently. Um, at least I try to, and I'm more of a walker. But I understand what you mean when you need to transport something or go somewhere fast. A golf cart's great. You know, I've been out to the CSU golf tournaments over the last couple of years here, and they'll be nice enough. The club will to give me a cart, and I can drive from the first hole to the ninth hole. But I typically when I play like to walk. But I understand what you mean with, uh, you know, just kind of loading up one. And it, you actually got to let it rip when you're going kind of far, right? Exactly. Whereas if you're just driving to the next tee box, it's, you know, 13 meters of, yeah. you know, half speed. So exactly. I get where you're coming from for sure. Yeah. Austin, you got a uh, something you want to pay homage to this week? Yes. My my homage, um, it's going to the Chipotle workers. And oh. it's not all of them. It's very specific. <laughs> so with my order... I'm I'm going. I, I do the double. I do double steak every time. Oh, Ooh. so everyone, Austin Martin is saying he makes money. Okay, so yeah, seriously, that's, yeah, yeah. that's that's flexing. That's yeah. that 13, 14 not trying to flex. flex. Yeah, not, yeah, weird flex, but, but yeah, <laughs> I go that double steak route. But there's a method to it. So when I get, I, I just ask for steak. I don't let them know I'm getting double steak right away. So they give me that full scoop. And sometimes they'll give a little bit extra, you know. So I'll let yeah. them do that, and then I'll ask for a double. Can I get Smart. a double scoop after? I've heard that's so, a hack, yeah. so usually the me- the the reason why is so they match that first scoop. So my my homage, paying a shout out to, is those workers that match that first big scoop. So today I went to Chipotle, threw in that big scoop, and. It, the the second scoop was matched up. It yeah. was it was beautiful. That's beautiful. It, yeah, I, I I was full coming in before Ramblers, and yeah, just just shout out to them. That's truly amazing because you know sometimes, especially when you're paying for that extra extra, you gotta get you gotta get the right amount. And steak is the only the right way to go at Chipotle. And oh, if they're if they're cheaping you out there, then you know. Not cool. It's but not, yeah. No, that, no. that Chipotle adobo chicken, that's just officially off the menu now, which I'm heartbroken about, but uh, that was the way to go. And if uh, you okay. think any differently, then you're just ridiculous. <laughs> I, just, plus, I just love that steak. Yeah. yeah. Grow up. Right. I got one more. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to cheat the rules here. I got one more. Oh, yeah. Paying homage to football season being back, and not just yes. football being back, but paying homage to that one spot on your couch or your chair or your bed that you sit in every Sunday watching football or if it's Saturdays for you, that one spot that is your spot the entire fall. Everyone in your house doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. They won't even try to take that spot. So pay homage to the couch that supports you for an entire football season, especially because, you know, as the season goes along, most of us kind of, you know, gain weight as you uh, start eating some chips, as you watch a few football games, right? So, uh, paying homage to the spot where you watch your football games in the fall. No, 100%. I just got uh, – well, it's not a new couch. It, it was for free. It's new to my place. <laughs> I got it for free on Marketplace. It was in good condition. But uh, it's very comfy. I've taken several naps on it since I got it. Nothing and better than a couch nap, man. Oh, no, totally. It, yeah. Those, those so, unintentional slumps, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This is its first football season, so I can't wait to break it in. 
some football. Uh, you you got to get slumped in. from the afternoon Sunday NFL games to the night game. That's where you exactly, especially if those are boring too. Yeah, yeah. like 100%. when the Broncos play at two thirty. But uh, <laughs> we could talk about that on another exactly. day. All right, for Max Ebert, for Austin Martin, and Caleb Allen, this has been Ramblers. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be all back in the studio two o'clock on Saturday. Tune in. For the CSU football pregame show on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Thank you. We'll see you guys then. I'm Caleb Allen. And I'm Austin Martin. If you enjoyed this episode, you can catch other episodes on KCSUFM.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Ramblers airs live every Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m. on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins.